We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our our gut talk. This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley. It's the holiday season, which means travel is upon us. And I am telling you right now, there is one thing Jill and I do always when we travel, and that is hashtag BYOS, aka bring your own snacks. There's one snack by one company in particular that I absolutely love, and that is Paleo Valley's Beef Sticks. Hear me out. They're 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They use beef sourced from small domestic farms in the U.S. They use real organic spices to flavor the beef sticks versus the conventional spices sprayed with pesticides or natural flavors. That's often from GMO corn. And they ferment their sticks, which creates natural occurring probiotics, which are great for gut health. And I'm telling you all, they taste absolutely amazing. These are my favorite high-protein snack on the go, which as you know, I absolutely love a protein snack. So it keeps you full and energized and doesn't give you any energy crashes or make you just want to eat more. We absolutely love Paleo Valley. They have so many amazing products from their supplements to their bone broth protein to their other superfood bars. This company is GTG approved. It is Gut Talk approved on the podcast, and we absolutely love them. And of course, we have a discount code for you. You can use the link that we're going to put in the show notes, or you can use the code Gut Talk for 15% off your order. Try out the Beef Sticks, the Superfood Bars, the Bone Broth Protein. Any of their products really are that high of quality. And of course, as I mentioned, are GTG approved. So again, paleovalley.com slash gut talk to try out our favorite snack. This episode is sponsored by Element Electrolytes. You all know by now that Jill and I are huge Element girls for many different reasons. One, they emphasize quality, which of course we stand behind. They have a science-backed electrolyte ratio of magnesium, potassium, and sodium. They don't use added sugars, unlike leading brands, and they're just a really good quality electrolyte company. Now hear me out. These are the things and mistakes that people do when trying to hydrate. One is they think that their pee needs to be clear. And you guys, it does not need to be clear. It needs to be a pale yellow. I know this might be breaking news to you, but also trying to drink a gallon of plain water. It literally feels like it's just flushing you down and you're going so many different times and That is not necessary when it comes to hydration. You want to make sure there's minerals in your water, that you're absorbing that water so you can get the benefits of proper hydration. And also, you don't want to have to pee 20 times a day. Ideally, you're peeing around five, six, seven times. So with that being said, Jill and I have a few flavors that we absolutely love. We love orange, citrus, raspberry, watermelon, and grapefruit. And we do have a discount code for you guys. You can go to the link in our bio to get a free sample pack so you can try all of the different flavors and find which one's best for you and then add it to your water. It makes you want to drink the water more because it tastes freaking good and it will make you properly hydrated so you don't have to deal with headaches, muscle spasms. It can help with better sleep, which is really important, and so many other things, which we know is critical to a healthy body. So again, go to the show notes. You can get our link to try out a free sample pack and try out Element for yourself. Hello, Jilly. Good afternoon, Jenna. 
How are you doing, Queenie D? I am doing fabulous because I am in Kindle World. You're in Kindle World. Yep. Yes. It's holiday break mm-hmm. and I've just been reading up a storm. You're in Kindle World and you're in Virtual Puzzle World. You know what? It, anything to challenge the brain. But we're really, you know, relaxing right now. Yes. I've seen a lot of TikToks about rotting and I'm not a full rot because like I'm not in bed right. and I don't have snacks in bed. It's felt really good to do a lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to some of our episodes where we discuss sleep with different doctors, sleep and rest are different things and they're both important. And that's what I keep telling myself as I rest. Exactly. It is productive to rest, right? Yeah. Sounds cheesy, but it's very good for your whole body, your system. I'm sure your digestion feels really good right now. Well, we haven't exactly been fueling him yeah, we- all the way properly, but that's the holidays. Yes. You know when they rank teams really early, like the basketball season will just end and they'll call it the two early top 25 of next year. Yes, I do know that. I'm giving a way too early rating that I really love the ladder app. And I think it's going to be my workout sitch going into the new year. Really? My biggest hassle right now, Mm -hmm. I've loved it. I've done it a few days. I did the seven-day free trial. I'm going to start paying for it. L-A-D-D-E-R. Ladder. I've done it, but just for everyone listening. Yes. I know my T's and my D's do sound a little like, you know, everyone has their things. Mm Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with it. The hardest part is we don't have a gym around here at home. Mm -hmm. And I use ClassPass to get a gym membership because it takes only a credit, but it's 15 minutes away. So logistically, it's just a little difficult right now with how much we're doing. I called a few gyms that are right down the street. $75 for a week pass. I was like, "Mm, probably not. And we're not even in a city. Right. It was a little outrageous if you asked me. What's really cool is when you go on the app, it tells you what every different coach specializes in. And so you're able to pick whatever workout format really works best for you. I love that. Yeah. Well, it's almost the new year. Mm -hmm. We're rolling into 2024. This is part four of our four-part series. So welcome. If you've just started to listen to us, go back and listen to the last three. We're really wrapping up 2023, getting into 2024. But this one is going to be more of a Q&A. We asked you guys to ask us questions on Instagram stories. And we we bribed you by giving exactly. out a $50 Whole Foods gift card. Giveaways are always great. We don't do them often. but We are not above a bribe. We're not above a bribe. We wanted you guys to ask us good questions. And you know what? You delivered. Thank so, you very much. Here we go. Q&A. Let's do this. First one. What are your New Year's goals? Even if it's just one goal or one feeling that you want to experience, do you have any? To stay consistent with a workout routine throughout the entire year. I love that. If I want to choose one, it's to get back more into cooking and making really good meals that are super nourishing and also share that with the Gut Talk fam. Great. Two, what do you think of seed cycling? I think that there are definitely benefits. Obviously, there are a lot of doctors that back it, especially our girl, Jolene Brighton, who we love. For me personally... You tried it. it, No, I I didn't even get... I can't even say that I tried it. 
to me, it's really detailed and it's just another thing I have to follow. I just got my period and I have literally no pain because I've been treating my body properly and I do believe in it. But for me personally, I'm such a minimal routine type person that changing so many things every what feels like seven-ish days, seven to 10 days just doesn't work for me. As a practitioner myself, I personally don't recommend it. I think one, it's, and and I'm not saying that it does not work. I do know people who do use it and do like it, but I think seeds in excess and nuts and seeds in excess is not beneficial for the body. It can do other things. And I also think that having to follow that, I think there's other ways that you can support your hormones and your period and your menstrual cycle without having to seed cycle. Got it. I like cycle syncing more, meaning like listening more to your body, eating more foods. And yeah, maybe that includes some seeds, but it's not this regimented, I have to have this seed at this time, this one at this time. I just think it's a little, um, it can be complex. If you like in-depth routines and feeling like you're doing things, I don't think it's a bad thing to try out. I'm not saying from a medical perspective, I'm saying from a just human perspective. Like if you like having that 19 step routine, great. But for me, it was, I can barely remember to take the things I absolutely need to take, let alone something that is an add-on. So that's where I stand. Okay. Significant other who eats anything, everything without issues support. So basically you're saying that you are with somebody who can eat whatever they want and they have no repercussions. They feel great, whatever. My opinion on that is that I don't think that's a good quality to have because at the end of the day, what happens is that type of eating catches up with you. And I don't mean necessarily in weight. I mean, we have to be nourishing our bodies with nutrient-dense whole foods 80 to 90% of the time. Sure, hopefully you're able to eat other foods that don't follow under the category of nutrient-dense whole foods just to enjoy yourself, right? But That's how you fuel your hormones, your digestion, enough fiber to fuel your digestive tract and your gut microbiome. There's so many reasons, your bones, your muscles, everything, your whole health relies on nutrient-dense foods. And if you're with someone who's just constantly eating a bunch of greasy, fast, processed foods, they're not nourishing their gut microbiome. They're not nourishing their And I'm sure, you know, maybe they get really good sleep. Maybe they drink a lot of water and they're hydrated. But health is a really all-encompassing thing. And it's really important to eat nutrient-dense foods. It's like your body is a Ferrari. Right. And it might look good on the outside. But if you lifted up the hood, it would the engine would probably be a mess. And Mm -hmm. that is what I would be willing to bet if... It's constant junk food and really bad for you. There's probably things going on under the surface. And like, I would say there are probably things too that you just don't notice. Does he have Mm -hmm. perfect skin or does he break out? Is he moody? Is he anxious? Like, are there other ways that maybe it's affecting him? And if not, the other thing that I always think about is the newer studies around late stage memory loss, a lot of doctors are starting to say that that actually happens, starts to develop midway through your life. Mm -hmm. And so when you ask why we do what we do and why we believe what we believe, part of the reason we try to treat our bodies as well as we can now is not just for the immediate result, it's for the long-term effect. And that's where I don't think there is enough science or data yet, but Everything's pointing to 
you don't just get slabbed with dementia one day or Alzheimer's. It's something that's been slowly trickling in for maybe even decades. So, Yeah. And I think the way that you can handle that is stay in your lane, right? Focus on you. Usually those people that are around you come around because they see you really focusing on whole body health and maybe you're feeling better. And maybe right now you're like, well, I can't eat anything without feeling like I have a stomach ache or feeling low energy. But once you find your groove, find what works for you, get your testing done if you need to, whatever it is, once you start feeling better, that's when people start perking up their ears and they ask questions and they get curious. I'm telling you, the most people, this has happened in Jill in my life, most of the people that doubted us or that were questioning what we were doing, all of them have turned a new leaf. I can name five people right now. Oh yeah. So it just takes a matter of time. But yeah. the very long story short of all that is there's probably ways that it's impacting him that he doesn't realize, but it's hard to turn someone's belief around if they're not willing to be open-minded to it. So hopefully he's open-minded and he or she, he or she, yes. Next question, challenging the all or nothing black and white mindset. If it's not a hundred percent perfect, just F it. I think I covered that a lot on last episode about how I had that mentality I will tell you right now, the 100% mindset, throw it out the window. It is not necessary to live a healthy life. In fact, it's probably doing more harm than good. At least it was for me. When I adopted more of the flexible, fluid, 80-20 mindset, my life became a lot better. My stress levels went down. The way I ate and digested my food was better. Your mindset is everything when it comes to all of this. And, And yes, consistency is key and it's important to remain consistent with whatever you're doing. But if you fall off, it doesn't mean that everything's ruined, right? It just means that you have to find the right routine that works for you. If you eat something during the holidays or multiple things during the holidays that aren't necessarily healthy, you're not ruining yourself. You're not ruining what you're eating, your diet. You're simply enjoying and living life. And if you feel like you're at a point where you can't just live and enjoy and experience, that's when you have to change your mindset. At the end of the day, when you're 90 years old, are you going to be so glad that you never once had the French fry or mm-hmm. that you never once had the fun night out with your friends? You're probably going to regret living a little bit more than you would having the random whatever that thing is that's in that gray area. And that's mm-hmm. the way I like to think about it is just you have one life and you want to live a really healthy life and you want to live a long, happy life, which a lot of that starts with your health, but it's not the only thing that goes into it. So, yep. yep. A question asked, Jill, how is getting Botox? So I've gotten it once and the results were the results. My forehead didn't move and I had no lines. I'm a very expressive person. I like to use my eyebrows and I really couldn't. Jill and I both use our eyebrows like you wouldn't believe. Like an eyebrow raise is a statement on mm-hmm. its own. Oh, absolutely. So I haven't gotten it again. And I don't know how I feel. I could literally walk in next week and go get it. Or I might not get it for years. I'm not sure. I do like the idea of preventing wrinkles for me personally. But I'll probably get it again, truthfully. I just don't know. Yes, you have forehead lines when you raise your eyebrows. She just she just did it, if anyone wants to know. But when I do it, I get lines too, but they stay. 
Like, you can see them. And I am honestly insecure about it. I don't like it. Then go get Botox. But I feel like there's other ways. And that's why I'm going to start gua shying. No. But see, that's the thing. At some point, it kind of goes back to our last statement. If you're that insecure about it, just go get Botox. But, I, but I've seen people say that there's certain things that you can do that doesn't involve Botox to where you don't keep your forehead lines. Okay. Personally, I've never gotten Botox, but I'm definitely not above it. And I'll probably get it eventually, especially if I continue to feel insecure about my forehead lines. Okay, next. Hitting protein goals to stay fuller longer. I feel like, Jill, you have some advice with that. How to? Yeah. She said hitting protein goals to stay fuller longer, but I feel like she meant it's best advice for that. I think, one, it's planning making Mm -hmm. sure that you actually have enough protein in your house to be able to hit your goals. Two, making sure you start off in the morning with 30 to 40 grams of protein because I think if you don't start that way, it's almost impossible to catch up. Mm -hmm. Three, a really great protein powder. Promix. Promix and others is helpful to reach your goals and finding sneaky ways to get it in, whether it's putting it in yogurt, whether it's the protein coffees that we love so much, smoothies midday, whatever that is for you. And then the other thing I would say is just knowing what source of protein gets you as far as like I know that an egg is six grams of protein, so three is 18, or two slices of turkey is 11 grams. You start to really have an idea. And I think it's easier to build when you realize how much protein's in everything. One thing I don't do is ever rely on protein bars to get to my protein sources. And honestly, if I do consume a protein bar, I don't really count it as protein mm-hmm. just because I want that really high, high quality protein when I'm reaching my goals. And if I do have a protein bar, that's just added. And I think, too, one piece of advice that I have is don't be afraid to, for example, add another egg. If you're doing two to three eggs, add another. Everyone worries about cholesterol and everything else. It's a bunch of BS, to be honest. And if you're eating breakfast and you don't have another source, just add another egg or add another slice of turkey. Like that will increase your protein intake. Don't be afraid because, oh, it might have more calories or might might have this. Like, Increase your protein intake means increasing the amount that you are eating. So don't be afraid to do that. We absolutely will do that. Yeah, like for me, if I do three eggs, I normally can't finish them if I put cottage cheese in them. Mm -hmm. Because again, cottage cheese has protein in it too. So what I normally do is two eggs with cottage cheese, my protein coffee, and then I'll either do slices of turkey or like a chicken apple sausage from Costco And that gets me, I think, like 40 grams of protein, which is obviously plenty. And I really do feel like nailing it out in the morning really gets you on your way. What I will also say, too, is I believe that animal-based protein is superior. That's how we get the majority of our protein sources. We're not relying on plant-based protein like edamame or tofu or any of that. We don't really mess around with that. If you are getting high-quality, grass-fed, organic, pasture-raised, really good, high-quality protein, you're going to get that in a lot more and get higher protein amounts than if you're someone who's maybe relying on plant-based protein. Obviously, we're here for anyone's way of eating, but we find it easier to get enough protein with quality animal-based protein. 
Next, how exactly do I get started on a health journey while on a budget? I feel like that's a lot of what we talk about. And especially with our program, Get Your Shit Together. Understanding that the foundations of health are going to build the rest of whatever you want to do, aka take supplements, do those extra things, right? When we talk about the gut health pyramid that we created. I'm assuming if this person asked the question, they've followed us for a while and we've hammered those things in. But I think it becomes really finding those swaps when you're trying to do the things that we've been preaching. And what I mean by that is when we say hydrate, we use element. That is expensive comparatively if you're on a budget. So buy lemons at the store. They're not expensive. Add a pinch of sea salt and make your own electrolyte cocktail, essentially. Buy meat in bulk. If you have a Costco membership or you don't, you can find like places, buy the meats that are on sale. Or Visit your local farmer. Might They might be a little bit cheaper. You never know. Um, things like sweet potatoes and rice is really cheap. And so I think sometimes we try to make things too fancy, but a bag of rice is really cheap and you can make it two or three ways pretty easily. And then, I mean, for me, I know a Costco membership is the opposite of being on a budget, but I do feel like sometimes when you're able to buy the bulk, if you can, that's really helpful. The question is, how exactly do I get started on a health journey? I think it's recognizing that you don't need to take 50 supplements to start a health journey. You don't have to buy all the bougie things to get started, right? right? I guess what my point was just that, I think sometimes when we say those really high level things, people are left saying how, meaning when we say get sleep, hydrate, eat well, but it's the nitty, it's the getting into the nitty gritty of, but how did you actually do it? Buy regular eggs. If you can't buy organic, if you can't buy pasture raised, getting protein in Mm -hmm. every single day is better than not because Mm -hmm. you can't buy the $11.99 eggs. Also, even at Whole Foods, but at most places, they've started putting out a dozen eggs that organic and our pasture rates that are $6 compared to 11. And so just being really mindful in the grocery store and looking for that kind of off brand that's organic. Another thing to note too is the actual organic label is difficult to achieve. So sometimes you can find brands that are going to be cheaper that are humanely raised and they just don't want to pay for the organic label so looking into things like that I think that there's tons of micro hacks that you can do obviously what we preach all the time is getting movement getting sunlight eating correctly hydrating and all of those things but you don't have to have every supplement in the world like Jenna was saying and you don't have to go and get a sauna membership and you don't have to do all of these crazy things finding the little tricks within the basics. I mean, we love Element, but if you can't afford it, that's okay. Like there are ways to be really healthy on a budget. It just takes a little bit more effort. And I think it's decreasing the mindset that being healthy is expensive. It doesn't have to be. Are there expensive tools out there? A thousand percent. Are really good water filters and air filters expensive? Yes. But if you right now can just focus on some of the basics and little hacks, you're starting your health journey. That's, I think that's that's my point. It's the little hacks. Yeah. The little things make the big things, I think. Yep. Next question. Can you share what y'all do for a living outside of this? 
outside of this, I am chief of staff of a real estate company. And long story short is I just work a lot of different projects that are mostly in operations and efficiency. I work with investors sometimes and I also train softball players on the side. So I'm kind of really all over the place. Trainer Jilly. I don't do anything outside of this. This is my everything. So we get money from brand deals. Before this, I was taking on clients one-on-one. We have our GYST program and that's how Gut Talk makes its money. So primarily brand deals and GYST, our four-week program that is coming again soon. What health trends are you thinking will be big in 2024? I feel like we kind of discussed this on a couple of the last ones, but do you have anything where you're like, okay, this is going to be huge this year? No, I'm not really good at forecasting really anything. <laughs> uh-huh. I do think that cold plunging is going to continue to stick around for a little bit. There's nothing that pops into my mind, but it's always something. Like this year was Ozempic. This year was saunas and cold plunging galore. We uh, literally broke this down last episode. <laughs> I think I think minimizing alcohol is going to continue. As I was going to say, that more of a mocktail sober movement with a lot more people. But honestly, whatever Andrew Huberman says, I probably. Know. And then I'm sure there will be another health person that pops up on the scene and they'll say something that's not all that crazy. Who knows? Maybe blue light glasses will take a... Right. Like cortisol is such a big word these days. Yeah. And it's like once one person says cortisol, now everyone gets that in their head and starts talking about cortisol so that people pay attention to their page. As if cortisol hasn't been a medical term exactly. and something that's been analyzed for decades. For years. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> like, So I think... It's going to be like what one person says, right? And then people are going to jump on it. But as specifics, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell exactly. But again, I think sober movement is going to be a lot bigger this year. I don't know what you have to do to be someone who forecasts trends in life. But I think it's incredibly... It's a good skill. It's a great talent. I feel like you've talked about it before, but going from corporate life to health and wellness. I have, but I haven't touched on it a ton I think you're asking like how I did it. Essentially, long story short, I was working on becoming a nutritional therapy practitioner and really piqued my interest when I started changing my health while I was working my corporate job after college. So I literally was doing these two things simultaneously. And it wasn't until I started posting on TikTok and Instagram, and maybe I'll go into depth on this in a different episode or whatever, but it could take time, that... When I started posting, that's when I started seeing how many people actually needed help. This was during, this was 2020. And I realized how many people started needing help and I realized what information wasn't out there. And that's what I started talking about. I started talking about gut health and how I was helping fix my digestive issues. And then Jill jumped on after that, but really it was the passion of changing my health that really I wanted to start talking about it because I wanted other people to change their health. I quit my corporate job when I started getting more brand deals coming in and when I became a nutritional therapy practitioner and then I knew I could start making money by taking on clients. It was very good transition because I don't know if corporate Jenny was ever meant to be a thing. Grateful for my experience at my first job, but it wasn't for me. Let's just say that. Last thing I'll say about that is 
it has been challenging. It has not been the easiest ride ever for myself. So if you're someone who wants to just quit your corporate job to do your dream, just make sure you have a lot of money in the bank saved and that you have a very good plan of making money moving forward because it isn't this glamorous thing that everyone says it to be. Next, best advice for handling your own body image struggles. I think there's a lot you can say, but the thing that I always end up coming back to is I want to be real. Mm -hmm. I want a real body that is fueled properly, that's loved, that's taken care of, that's appreciated. I want my real body. I don't want someone else's real body, which means that I was a catcher for softball starting when I was 12. I will always have muscular legs. I will never have these stick skinny legs, no matter how hard or how hard I don't try to get them. And I think that in a world where it's really easy to go under the knife or a needle to change the way your face looks, I think about if I have daughters one day and if my face looks drastically different than theirs because they got my features that I've since changed, how does that set up the next generation. And that track of thinking tends to always make me feel a little bit better. I just want to be a really good version of me. And of course, there are days where I'm like, I just wish X, Y, and Z. But I always end up just coming back to how do I get a version of my own body that I love? And I try to just really stay in that. Yeah, I love that. And kind of piggybacking what you're saying. When I realized that your skinniest version isn't necessarily your healthiest version of your body, that's kind of when everything changed for me. I remember being the skinniest version and I had low energy. I didn't feel my best. My periods weren't that great. My digestion wasn't great. I kind of felt like my metabolism was really slowing. And now that I'm in the healthiest version of my body or working toward it, I feel so much better and I don't feel like I'm constantly battling myself and the scale. And it feels really good to not feel like I'm undernourishing myself. As women, we have to be nourishing. We have to be nourished. We're childbearing human beings and we have to have a body that's able to properly carry and nourish a baby for however long, you know, 10 months and then on. And that's kind of what changed the game for me is that my skinniest body couldn't do that to the best of its ability. And I had to change that thinking and think about like, what does a healthy woman look like? We're all going to look different, right? But it's more of what's going on in the inside, your digestion, your hormones, your energy, and your mood versus exactly what's going on on the outside. I also think when it comes to body image, catching yourself in those patterns of Mm -hmm. I've unfollowed a few women solely because I feel like their bodies and my bodies, my body will never be similar. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if the if I'm constantly comparing myself or if it's giving me a false reality of what my body should look like, then just unfollow them. Mm-hmm. I, and not I'm not talking about your best friend. It's like right. if, I, I don't want to – Yeah, like – And just remember, you have no idea how they got to that form of their body. Yep, That's a huge thing. You have no idea what they're doing. Right. There's some, I have friends that look phenomenal in their Instagram pictures, but they starve themselves or Mm -hmm. they calorie restrict and all these things. So 
just kind of keeping those thoughts in your head of real bodies and you don't know how other people got to their bodies. I think that helps a lot. I agree. This is, we kind of talked talked about this, but this- Oh, wait, one more thing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where I heard or saw this recently, but there's that old saying that's like, you would never treat your friend the way you treat yourself. And how often do you admire characteristics or attributes about your friends and then you look in the mirror and you never have anything nice to say to yourself. So what I've started doing too is complimenting myself in the mirror silently because saying out loud, I'm just really not ready for that. Mm -hmm. But starting to acknowledge the things I do like about myself instead of constantly looking for the things that you don't like. And I think that that slowly, little by little helps a lot. Love that. Next. We kind of covered this, but tips to stop an all or nothing mentality, like dry January, whole 30, and then reverting in February. You have to ask yourself why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. For some people, things like cleanses, whole 30, dry January, they they jumpstart people on the fast track. And if that's not for you, then I would write down softer goals and just try to commit to those. Mm -hmm. And I think you just have to remember that if it doesn't work for you, you just don't have to do it. Yeah. I think too is, okay, think of dry January, think of Whole30. Dry January, maybe you don't 100% give up alcohol, but maybe your goal is to just decrease it more. Or Yeah, maybe just don't drink on the weekdays. Yeah. You don't have to follow anything. Right. Whole30 and dry January are monetary-based movements. How many people benefit. The people who wrote Whole30 books are monetarily benefiting from you doing this. So ask yourself why you're doing it in the first place. Are you doing it because it's a movement that someone started that everyone now wants to do? Are you doing it because you genuinely want to feel good and you think that you're up for the challenge? Like, Like Jill said, there's mindset shifts that you can have. But Whole30, okay, don't do Whole30. Maybe just make a goal for yourself to eat more whole foods during the week than you n- normally do. Or if you or add in, if you stop every single morning at Starbucks and get a breakfast sandwich next week, try making your breakfast sandwich at home. Exactly. The other thing I will say about things like dry January is a lot of people, let's be real, do dry January because they have to make a rule for themselves mm-hmm. to not drink. And if you don't need that rule, that's awesome. I think knowing that about yourself or knowing how you best work towards achieving goals is a really great skill to have and understand. And I just think that you don't have to have any rules in order to be healthy. That to me helps me. I don't do whole for, I did dry January last year and maybe this year I'll maybe only have one or two drinks, but I don't know if I've ever, maybe I've done whole 30 once, but I refuse to do it again. I just don't think it's necessary. I don't put any zero or 100 rules on myself. I've never done dry January. I don't like doing things like that. If I tell myself I'm going to work out every single day for 30 days, I'll probably skip day two. It just doesn't work for me. So I'm with you on that. I I just bolt against myself. I just, yeah, I just try to say, okay, I want to try to go to the gym most days next week or four. I want to hit four out of seven days or something, and then I'll probably end up going five or six. So I almost give myself like really achievable goals and then I end up pushing past them. So it's all about how your mind works. Yep. Okay, next question. What is the number one tool to use when you're overwhelmed? Like when you're really overwhelmed, what do you revert to? Probably my macros app, and I don't even count macros, but Mm -hmm. 
It's just a way for me to track my, what I'm eating day to day. So that way I can start to really understand when you write things down in any format, you comprehend them to a deeper level, right? If you write out your thoughts in a journal, you start to really understand how you feel better. It's the same thing with your food. Sometimes if I'm not feeling my best or I've put on a little weight or whatever it may be, my clothes are fitting tight, I'll start putting everything in my, I think, I can't remember, it's like Macros First is the app. We've posted it on Instagram quite a bit. I will start writing everything down and be like, oh, no wonder my pants are tight. I'm consuming four times the amount of sugar that I normal added sugar that I do And this is why, oh, this makes sense. And for me, it just like helps me get back to the basics. I think to myself, when I get overwhelmed, I just do less. Like I feel like if I'm trying too hard to do so many things at once or take care of my health in 10 different ways to just scale it back. I think oftentimes we think we need to do more to be healthy. And a lot of times focusing on just one thing that you want to improve is the best way to start improving everything or like make three mini goals for yourself every day for a week so every day for a week you want to hydrate you want to move your body for 30 minutes and you want to have two meals at least that are cooked inside the house like super achievable yeah literally just that Back to the basics back to the basics because i again if you look and you watch other people and they're doing 10,000 different things, maybe they can handle it. Maybe they can't. But that doesn't mean that needs to be your reality. Mic drop. Next, what are you most looking forward to in 2024? I know mine. We've talked about this, but the biggest thing is that Jill and I are moving and I'm most looking forward to just refreshing and restarting in a new space and creating it as my own and really loving it and That's happening at the beginning of 2024, so I'm really excited to start all fresh in that way. What are you? I'm really looking forward to diving more into my passions. I've found that I really love training softball players, and I love working with younger girls and helping them build the foundations and Mm -hmm. learning how to throw and hit and things like that properly, so... I'm diving that into that more and I, I do feel I'm about to turn 29 and I do feel like I'm at this point where I, I really just don't give a shit what other people think of me and I don't feel pressure to do things for any other reason other than if I want to or not. I'm doing a lot less that doesn't align with me and more that does and that looks different than it did for me a few years ago but I think just following what I actually want to do with my time is something I'm looking forward to. I love that. Okay, the last question. The number one best thing you learned from this year about gut health. I would say the number one thing that I taught myself was that if I don't calm my stress levels and if I don't have a nervous system that's in rest and digest or the parasympathetic state a majority of the time that other aspects of my gut health will start to dwindle putting my nervous system relaxation first is what truly has changed the game for me and I taught myself this this year by doing it and I really proved to myself that that was really the key part in my digestive health journey Jilly, did you learn anything? 
As far as gut health goes specifically, probably, I guess we could say the impact of protein in staying full Mm -hmm. and feeling energized in the day. I know that's not gut biome specific, but I feel like on the days that you're really snacky, on the days that you're irritated, on the days that you don't feel energized, I can't tell you how many of those times I've looked back and I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't start my day off with a lot of protein. It's wild. It affects my mood, affects my energy, it affects how hungry I am. It affects probably how well and thorough I'm being at work, how well I'm thinking and how thorough I'm being at work. It affects everything. So, yeah, I love that. Amazing. Well, let's wrap this up. Thank you all for the best 2023 podcast year. As we said before, we are so excited for what 2024 brings. And we hope you all have the best start to 2024. We have so many podcast episodes planned and just new topics that we want to discuss and new guests. So, Jilly, we're signing off 2023. See you all next next year. We... (laughs) Bye. Bye.